Welcome to episode 20. Yes, it's not on the normal time or the normal day, but holy shit, so much happened at the very end of Survivor Series. Welcome to Down Under the Ring. I'm the warship. I'm joined by Fid Awesome. You might as well call me the right ship, though, because I freaking called it. How are you going, Fid? <laughs> uh, dude, hyped. Um, what, a, what a day. What a Hype. day. What a time to be in pro wrestling. Yep. Yep. Okay, so for those who don't know, what happened? Okay, uh, so we're watching uh, Survivor Series, amazing pay-per-view, uh, cuts to a segment where we've got all the boys out the back and they're eating chips and the bowl of <laughs> chips gets knocked over and out of nowhere we get the big return. R-Truth is back in WWE. Oh! Oh my God, R-Truth is back. Can you believe it? And he's looking it? good. Um, I honestly, legitimately, aside from all this, our truth looking awesome. He has looked awesome for like 65 yeah. years, though. There's something with that guy. He just doesn't age at all. But no, <laughs> the big return is obviously Randy Orton coming and back. And also looking like a million bucks, by the way. Honestly, yeah, he looks like he's eaten all previous versions of Randy Orton and not just that, but he also looks trimmer and fitter than he's looked since he wore biker tights. And that's it, right? That's that's all that happened. Um, um, there's, um, that was about it. We probably wrapped the show up here. Miss Bay? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Except for CM Punk is back! And, bro. Oh! Bro. <laughs> uh... I don't know what you were doing when when it all went down, but let me explain to you how it went down for me. I was literally, I was sitting here in my yep. office watching it. Um, I was relegated to the office to watch it on the computer. And I genuinely was like, that was a good pay-per-view. Looked down at my phone and I was basically waiting for Binge to just click over to the next thing on live and I was going to shut it down and go upstairs and go have a nap because I've barely slept in the last 24 hours. Um... But then we hear the static, and I was just like, bullshit. <laughs> bullshit, no. Um, and I had tweeted 23 minutes earlier a screenshot of um, MJ, oh, not MJF girl, Ms. Girl, you know, the angry girl from back in the day. And it, I'd said, you know, CM Punk fans when... Um, uh, Orton turns up and it's not punk. Yeah, 23 minutes is all it took for that tweet to age badly. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, every question, everything that we know about wrestling now in the WWE is completely in the air. Like, that's just, I want to throw it out there with that first because nothing that we currently know about the product is going to be the same. No. Like, every single constant that we have, whether it's the bloodline existing, whether it's LA Knight's historic rise, whether it's the story being told, literally we, everything is called yeah, into question. Wherever they decide to align punk right now, is going to switch up one of these ongoing stories. It, mm -hmm. And then you add in things like Drew or Shinsuke or these outliers we've been talking about for the past few weeks who maybe were just about to get some kind of chance. All of it's in question exactly. now. All, All of it. it. Um, maybe we should sort of go over some of the things that happened 
that were sort of hinting towards whether or not punk was going to be there today, right? So there's there is certain things mm-hmm. like um, Sammy announcing that Autumn wasn't going to be there. That sort of really started the CM Punk hype for a lot of people. Legitimately, like I said, I was watching these people say it's going to be Punk, and I was just like, no, it's not. Like this is yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. Because they were going back and forth the whole time. It was like Jay was like, "Ah, uh, Oos, he ain't gonna be here because we took him out." Yeah. Oos, like the whole thing was really like they were building this story about Orton just not gonna be here. And then, even though it doesn't say it's happening, it's in the back yeah, of your mind, exactly. You know. Um, but even like on the pre-show, uh, Rosenberg, literally right at the start of the pre-show. He's going on about how he's hyped to be in Chicago and that Chicago fans are the best in the world. And, and <laughs> once again, I'm on Twitter going, bro, you need to stop building these fans up. Like the fans that are standing yep. around the desk all start chanting CM Punk. What are you doing? Yeah, and look, to be fair, like I think that Big Daddy Paul did a really, really good job in the build to this because we went from every building really getting that CM Punk, CM Punk vibe all the way through to the show. And I think there's maybe four chants the whole night. Like, it, it, like they had come to terms. Oh, 100%. Like, they had come to terms with CM Punk not being there. And that was genius. Like, even though they were doing little hints Us here and there. fans in the build-up yeah. to this. Like, me and you, like, we've been going back and forth on the show for the last few weeks where you've been saying punk is going to come back punk's going to come back and i mm-hmm. once again a punk guy I'm, no it's not happening it's not going to happen but even yep. you had yep. doubt right yeah yeah but like what we got to the end of the last episode which real quickly i do want to apologize for um my baby had a hand hand foot and mouth disease and was really unwell so we didn't get around to editing the podcast it's definitely not because anything that fid said about punk i i I definitely did not do a Uh, rant where i was like cm punk's absolutely not coming back shippy you're setting yourself up for disappointment (laughs) that did not happen i did not say that if cm punk comes back that i will sell my firstborn child um uh, none of that stuff is well it's pretty lucky that none of that's on the internet now to confirm that so um <laughs> no it, like honestly we were going to release it and we probably still will we'll do a lost episodes arc i'm sure at yeah. some point and we'll pop that in there we've still got it all but right now we think that the cultural relevance really is about Look, punk and what happens from here he did say he did say in 2019 he was going to change the culture it just took him a long time to get around to doing it yeah, well, honestly, if we think about all he's done, we think about every action he's had since coming back to AEW mm. to begin with, everything he's done has changed wrestling. Yeah. Well, even like, before then, it's right? It's hard to argue you that can't, fact. Uh, you, like, yeah, of right course. Back in 2015, 2016, 2014, whenever it was, yeah. um, he definitely changed the culture in WWE, like, Daniel Bryan. Brian well, there's a Danielson. reason that people chant his name right but now. But Brian Danielson doesn't get to where he is now without Punk doing no, what he no. did. Uh, even Matt Cardona, yeah, no, yeah, like, for example, as well. Like Punk putting over him back in the day. Like Cardona doesn't get to where he is, I don't believe, without Punk. Yep. 
Yeah. I mean, it, the, the, it's felt everywhere. His influence is felt throughout the business. Mm. And there's a reason, like I was just saying, why even in his absence, even before he re-signed mm. anything, even before AEW, they were still chanting his name every yeah. year. Like at every venue, there was a CM Punk chant. Uh, you know, like um, Wrestle Talk used to have a thing with CM Punk return confirmed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, like, I would legitimately, I'm waiting for Ollie Davis's video tonight. <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to know the other thing? The other thing I put on Twitter literally yesterday, about this time yesterday, was the dude crying in the AEW audience when he returned. Yeah, and this was a genuine. Yeah. I wonder how this guy's doing. Like, I genuinely was. I yeah, genuinely like did right wonder now. it. And then I just, I literally just retweeted it before we started recording. Uh, I genuinely hope, like 100%, I hope he was in the arena tonight. Because you imagine having that emotional reaction publicly and the entire world has seen you cry tears of joy with Punk's return, only to be disappointed severely two years later. But getting to have that moment again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I imagine. I wonder if he was there again. Imagine if they had got it twice. Like WWE cameras had found him in the crowd just randomly, yeah. and he was crying again. That would have been so good. But for those two guys that he hugged when he returned, they, they're memes already, man. Like the one guy just saying Chicago over and over yeah. again whilst hugging Punk, and Punk's face, like, because he's got like resting bitch face, like to the max, yeah. like all of the time. And you could tell he was happy. You could tell he was having a great time. The guy's hugging him, and he's just kind of like, <sighs> like yeah. this, even though you know he's actually loving it. But there's something in my brain that in his head he's just saying, get the get the get off me, get the off me, get 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 yeah. off me like you know in his brain but like there's just that that's chicago thing you know where they're all so passionate about him and they're also passionate about so the show. do you get the vibe from the way he came out the way he carried himself his aura the whole uh get the f off me the way he looked at mm -hmm. that ring everything do you get the vibe he's coming back heel Ooh, that's a big, how can you make the biggest star in professional wrestling? And I say that with certainty because this move, he oh. might not have been last week. WWE this move dropping makes him... money to bring him in and risking yeah. the happiness of people everything. in the locker room, risking their storylines, risking everything. Is risking endeavor. Risking endeavor, right? Yeah, exactly. Is mm -hmm. evidence enough that he is the biggest drawer in the business. Like yeah, they, the biggest wrestling star in the world you right now. You do not now. take like, risks like that without calculation, and that calculation in business comes down to money. Well, I don't know if you saw it yet, and like we've got so much to get through. We don't have show notes here. I'm just letting you guys know. <laughs> I wrote a few things. Most of them are swear words in our yeah. document that we have that we go through at the start of the thing. Um, but we're flying off the seat here. This is the CM Punk yeah. episode, all right? This is the CM Punk episode. That's it. Did you see... I'm not sure if you watch much of the Insta stuff, but did you see Triple H's reaction when talking about Punk? He was he was sitting there and he was talking about it. He's like, look, the thing is, <clears throat> the thing is, is when you have a star, 
Like, it doesn't matter if I think they're good. You know, it's like the whole thing he was going through. It's like, you know, it doesn't matter what we think about him. But the people, they're the ones who have just chanted his what name. The, and they want him. And there him. was a report literally 24 hours ago. Um, I think it may have come via Melt, so I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but essentially, he'd come out that um, Triple H had said something backstage that uh, he's not wanting to be competitive with the audience like the Vince McMahon era. Rather, if the mm-hmm. audience wants something, he wants to give it to them. Yeah. Look, look, think about it historically. In situations where we have thought in the past, okay, this is a lock. This thing that we want, that the crowd wants, that we want to see happen, mm. it's happening. It's a lock. But then because Vince hears that it's a lock, it changes it. Like, he just says, no, well, you're not having that mm. now. Like, because you guessed it, yep. you know? And because you really want it, I'm going to delay it. I'm going to change things up. I'm going to move things around. One thing that I have noticed about Dad being in charge now, Mr. Paul Levesque, is that when you want something, you get it. Like, you know, it might take a little bit and he's got a plan and he's got a story yep. for it, but you don't feel wanting for it. You feel waiting for it, which and is that's, different. that's not a bad thing, right? No, because that's anticipation is yeah. the best thing and, in the world, and, right? Like, it's, it's And that's the interesting part about the build to this pay-per-view. I think the, literally the most interesting part is even though a large majority of us did not think this was going to happen, there was also a part of it that was, it might happen. Um, yeah. yeah, even though like the, the doubt was complete. Like, it wasn't even like, oh, hey, maybe he'll be there. It was like, he's not going to be there, but if he was, wouldn't that yeah, be cool? Yeah, so it, w- it was enough of a maybe, I think. Like, if, if we were in the era yeah. of buying WWE pay-per-views independently... I mm-hmm. think there was enough of a seed of doubt that it might that he might be there that you might have bought the show. Yeah, just based on the fact that he could have been and then probably would have been disappointed afterwards and been like, uh, you know, like that would have been going through yeah. your head. You know, like you in the, in the back of your mind, you would have been like, look, I'm probably wasting my money on this, but what if yeah, I'm not? I want to be there for this. Uh, yeah, because it's it's an iconic moment. Like this is one of those moments that we'll remember. Oh, I think a hundred percent. Like this in the is... last five years, I would say there's two returns on the WWE side. That okay. I was going to say if there are two returns, they're both here. Okay, no, 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 no. I think there's two returns on the <laughs> WWE side that I legitimately was happy to watch live, and one of them yep. is CM Punk. The other one was Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'll fully agree with you. Same vibe as well. Like, just coming after, out, all af- you had to do was come out. After the, um, the copyright at the bottom of the screen. Yep. Which I love that. It's a bit of a trope now. They've done it like three times, but it's still really yeah. good. It, it really hits well. Um, the only thing I will say about that, watching it back again, was Michael Cole didn't say goodbye. He left it open. He's like, oh, and the night was electric and just kind of left it there. And I'm like, man, I knew it was coming at that point. I'm like, so you should have just said thank you so much. The way that he cut off, I actually think yeah. he was told by Trips or somebody over the – just he, shut up. Yeah, just stop talking. Just stop talking yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. I don't think he knew. Like, 
And yeah, and yeah. Oh, well, that, that's the other report too. As like we've heard conflicting reports on this as well. So take everything we say with a grain of salt. But there are two reports going around. One is that nobody knew, bar a couple of production people, yeah. and the other report is that the guys in the ring knew. And yeah. That's so it. just going off what has been reported by the reliable people in the news reporting side of the business. Um, one of the reports is that the only people that knew going into today is essentially CM Punk and Triple H. Um, yeah. Endeavor didn't know, uh, TKO had no idea, nobody in production knew, all of that. Um, then there's mm-hmm. a report that says um, the only people who knew tonight was obviously production would have had to have been given a heads up um but that the guys in the ring were given a heads up just before their match um yeah which is honestly that is absolutely considering the uh people oh exactly right because you've got essentially the biggest stars in wwe right now in that ring You've had a mm-hmm. uh, Randy Orton return, and Randy, like we said at the top of the show, looked amazing. He had an amazing match. It was a per- picture-perfect return from two years' absence, right? Great part, oh, yeah. too. Um, and you've also got people in that ring who have been very vocal about not wanting CM Punk back. So yeah, telling those guys just before they went to... Look, I'll be honest, I don't think Orton would have given a shit. No, no, honestly, yeah. I think he's happy, man. Like, Orton seems like the most chill yeah, guy yeah. in the world, like, honestly. Um, but the one outlier, I think, is you're about to, and this all could be a work as well, but you've got mm-hmm. Seth Rollins, he's just about, he, this is how I imagine it going down at least, he's at Gorilla, he's told, hey, have a good match, by the way, Punk is going to return at the end of this match. Go have a good mm-hmm. match, right? And he's essentially you've given him oh. yeah, essentially you've given him an hour to stew on that. Right? Yeah. He's sitting there, he's having his match, he's concentrating on that. But every second he's got, he's like, Oh mm. okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, I can see that. But at the same time, man, if this is a work, like it might have started as a shoot, but if they've patched things up, because there are reports that punk has been to backstage at WWE shows. There was that Raw show about two months ago that he was backstage at, right? So there is every chance that that was actually a meeting with him and Seth. Correct. Like, there is every chance that they've patched everything up and they've had all the conversations they need to have. And I don't think that unless there was a real reason for him to say well stuff it i think that he would probably want seth to be okay with it before yeah 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 yeah, absolutely um and if it is a work it's a brilliant work because there's video footage already out there of seth losing his shit at ringside um looking real mad cole and graves uh holding him back you've got uh sammy zane going up trying to calm him down as well uh and he's literally pulling the finger at him screaming if you at punk and if it's a work it's a brilliant work because none of it was on screen right it was all come from cell phones at ringside but in an era the social media era that we live in now where it is still content oh, dude, and that's the thing is you can 
you can engineer moments like that where we're not going to put this on screen, Seth. What we want you to do is absolutely lose it. Like you can use your expletives. You're not going to be on. You're not going to be yeah. broadcast. But those people at ringside are going to share it. So go for it. Yeah, use it. Do it right near someone with their yeah. phone out, and they're all going to have yeah, their phone. Hundred percent. Like. So yeah, like like yeah, that that's something I can see happening. That being said, they might be talking right now. You know, like he might have had no idea until right now, and they might be just talking. Oh, and it that's out, the thing, right? You know? like, like I that's imagine very possible that there's too. something that you could potentially be doing is because look, Punk was not at the um, press conference afterwards, which I was expecting. Seth was not yeah. at the uh, press conference afterwards. Uh, so yeah. I imagine it's exactly what you would do is, right, we need to have all of these guys in a room, give them time, let apologies be made. Like, the negotiation that would have gone into bringing him on, I imagine there would be a lot of, this is what we need from you. And there would be some apologies needing to be made. There would need to be um, conversations being had. There would also need to be... I imagine contractually there's going to be some, if you f*** us, you're out. You're gone. Mm -hmm. Before we go any further, this show is brought to you by OG Nerd. OG Nerd represents the gamers, the cosplayers, the collectors, the model makers, the tattooists, the artists, and the athletes. They are not just a clothing brand. They are a subculture. OG Nerd revel in their halcyon youth and embrace the lifestyle driven by nostalgia, humble beginnings, and heroes. OG Nerd strives to offer quality, comfortable, and above all stylish streetwear apparel inspired by a lifetime of gaming, music, and street art. I've worked with OG Nerd for many years and find their apparel second to none in terms of quality and appearance. Whether it's at a wrestling show or a convention, you'll be hard-pressed to find a better armor for your rig. Get yours at ognerdlife.com. Well, like obviously, it's um, you look at the reaction, like straight up. Like you look at the reaction. You look at what his social media has done. I saw we were talking last week in in a in a podcast that is not coming out <laughs> for a while. Um, we were talking about it last week, and we were mentioning the fact that. Um, Randy Orton had 29,000 interactions and CM Punk had 8,000, right? Now, CM Punk is number one worldwide trending. Still. And we're talking... Four hours? Yeah, four to five hours after. He is the number one trend. The number two trend is he's back. The number three trend is Tony Khan. (laughs) And the number four trend is Michael okay. Cole. It is literally all that is being spoken Let's about. Let's touch on Tony Khan for a second. <laughs> yes. What do you reckon the reaction is? Because they're currently they they did live shows today. They did a live rampage as well as live collision. You reckon? And it would have been happening around about the same time. They would have still been at the arena when this happened. What do you reckon the reaction is backstage yeah. at AEW? I saw that. Um, the gif going around of the guy with the bleach blonde hair sitting there with his drink in his hand and he just throws yeah. it like <laughs> like uh, man he had to know that punk wasn't going to take what happened laying no. down like whether or not he goes to WWE 
Tony had to know that something was happening. And considering Survivor Series and all the hype around it, I think he would have had people on the ground level watching, yeah. waiting for it to happen. I think he would have been probably the second person to hear it happening. Yeah. Like, even if it was at the venue, I think that the very the guys would have been on the phone to him, you know what I mean, at the time. Because that is such big news. Like, because what does he do now? Does he come out and is he cut this, like, savage promo on what they did to him? Does he come out and bring it to light? Because, honestly, we were talking about shots fired over the last few weeks. And I said to you a few weeks ago, this is the shot. Like, this is the only shot that will cause everything, everything to yeah. change. Like, this is the shot. Potentially, this one and MJF leaving, they're the two shots that potentially destroy everything that he's worked yep. for. And to see it happen, oh. Look, I, I, it's, it's just I massive. I genuinely don't think this is a situation that kills AEW. I think it's a situation no, that me definitely puts a dent in AEW. Well, because, like... If he goes on and he has no trouble, no problems, and main events WrestleMania and has a successful 10 years in wrestling, you know, like if he leaves and you never hear another bad thing about it mm -hmm. again, and really it actually was just Jungle Boy being a giant <laughs> then what does that say about Tony? Oh, mate. Like, I've, it's been interesting for me in the last week. I've been listening to Cultaholics podcast series, which I highly recommend. Is they put out a podcast series called Punk Vember, which was a. Th oh, yes. I've been listening yeah, to that it's too. It's a three part series where they're breaking down CM Punk's time in AEW. And I've just got to the end of uh, episode two. Uh, yeah. And. It's funny looking back on it because, and listening back to the whole thing of events, because while, look, I do think CM Punk was in the wrong in that situation, he's not the mm -hmm. only one in the wrong. No. And that's a big thing to realise too, is I've been saying this yeah. for weeks and weeks and weeks, and every time I do, I get, I get resistance from it, and it's because, like, he's the one who's copped the blame, yeah. right? Like, he's the one who's wore it, but he's not the one telling the story. The people telling the story are the ones on the other side Correct. of it, right? So history is written by the winners, and in this case, history is written by the people who have the book, yeah. right? So no matter what happened, like he could have done barely anything in this. He could have done a lot, but they can tell the story however they want. And AEW fans are so rabid about AEW mm. and so blindly believing in it that they'll listen. 100%. And if Punk goes on now to have very little problems, and to be honest with you, in his tenure, aside from the stuff with Colt Cabana, mm -hmm. which didn't even happen in his tenure, right? It happened after, yeah. like the the podcast and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Aside from that, his complaints were valid about the medical stuff at the yep. time. And that guy's not no longer at WWE. So, did he really do much to be a shit before? Really? It's funny because I think, and this is another thing that I legitimately thought this listening to the Cultaholic podcast, was um, I think 
the issue with Punk was he was part of that first generation of guys that were seen by the older generation who were still very much there and in charge in 2014, right? Mm-hmm. Um, who were, I don't understand these guys, they don't drink, they don't carry guns in their bags, they want to go back and play PlayStation after their matches. Um, they respect women. Yeah, they want to respect, <laughs> yeah. The, you know, all of that <laughs> stuff. Um, and I think he was sort of the first of that generation that went against the grain of the way the old boys thought, uh, which is a lot of the stuff that came out was, and I can't remember who the quote was, but it was, he's a different cat. Yeah. And yeah. and that's the thing, too, because he was. Being a straight-edge wrestler, you know, not doing the drugs, not going out and drinking, mm. not living that party lifestyle that someone like Flair, for example, yeah. you know, just lived and breathed. Like, I actually think... I know there are reports that he doesn't like him very much, but I actually think that that's one of the things that appeals to someone like Triple H. Because Triple H didn't drink either Correct. throughout his whole time. Yeah, he, like, yeah. he was the he's, desert. He straight-edge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that to me, like that's that's one of the things I think endears him to him a little bit. But if you look at the situation, and we have the pipe bomb, there were contract disputes at the time. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You have those, right? Yeah. Well, um, at, the, at and that they same time, it into a story. Well was when the network was coming in, right? And they were yep. all basically being told their paychecks were going to be cut because they're no longer going to be getting residuals from pay per view buys and DVD sales and things like that. And I remember that was one of the things yep. that Punk was unhappy about. Mm-hmm. And look, fair too, because like, depending on the draw, they could be getting a big bonus every show. Yeah, but, but right? in saying like, that, a massive bonus. WWE were just ahead of the curve because it's where everything has gone now. Like, look at Disney Plus and yeah. all that sort of thing. Like, it's exactly the same thing that actors literally just had a strike over was... They're not getting or paid musicians too. Yeah. Like you think about yeah. it, with Spotify like, and whatnot. Spotify has done the same yeah. thing. Like so, as much as it's, uh, it, it sucked, right? And it would have sucked for them. Oh, yeah. It's the way of the future. It's the way it is now. But for the old guys, particularly the ones who would talk about, oh, we'll get an extra million dollars for being in the main event of WrestleMania. You know, like things like that. Like that, they still get those bonuses now, mm-hmm. but they don't get like the residual from no, pay per view like the way that they would have before. How much you can negotiate um, ticket sales? Are th- you know, priced ridiculously high now. Like someone told me the other day, it's like comparably, I think it's about 10 times more expensive to go to WrestleMania than it was 10 years ago. Uh, Which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should have gone 10 uh, years ago. And the other one is um, merch. Yeah. Yeah, and merch is a big draw, obviously. It's like a huge thing. Funnily enough, CM Punk already has a shirt on WWEshop.com. Yeah. Go check that out. Yeah, um, well, he debuted wearing a Daniel Bryanson merch, so... Yeah, yeah, Daniel Bryanson, my favorite wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> I love that because you still, no matter how long he's been gone, you just can't change it. Yeah. <laughs> so now you've just fused the yep, two together. 100%. It's, it's easier that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, and look, the thing is, is like, I think it's better for him to come out without merch on. Like, if he came out looking like a corporate, like, um, a 3D print, that would be a problem yeah. too. So having him come out just in shirt with longish hair, holy shit. Like his hair was like this big now, it's like a couple of inches high. Like, uh, you know, I've been so used to him like with a skinhead and he's been gone and now he's got like a faux hawk going on. Yeah. It's fantastic. But one thing I wanted to mention too is, is that 
the WWE audience isn't necessarily the AEW audience, no, right? We all know Chicago's different, a different beast, right? Because that is the hotbed of all of it. Yep. Um, of all of it, all of the wrestling at the moment. Like Chicago, it really is. It's where the rowdiest crowds are. They're always so full of energy every time anyone goes there. But one thing that I felt was, even though he's been gone for such a long time and a lot of those fans have not had any contact with him aside from hearing about how big a piece of shit he is because you still read that yeah. stuff even if you don't watch the product. Um, when he came out, that is top three pops of the last 20 years. Yeah. Like, that was definitely loud. That was Stone Cold in his heyday hitting the glass breaks. That's how loud that yeah. was. And then when he came out, because they popped for the music, when he came out, somehow it got louder. Yeah. Like, and then the CM Punk chant started and that drowned out the building. And then he got on his knee and they went a little quiet. And then he put his hands to his mouth and every single person in that building said it's clobbering time. Like every single person did. Yeah. It was ridiculous. And he didn't do anything. He didn't even leave the cage area. He just did a little semicircle around that area and then went backstage. Yep. And look, I mean, we haven't seen what happened after the show, but oh, look, for the, the documentary uh, for the will be out in a couple of months' time. We'll see what happened backstage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait for the, um, you know, the post-show stuff that WWE does because I want to see if anything else happened. Oh, 100%. Like, um, the interesting part as well is the reports that started to come out uh, before he came out on the show so i was looking at twitter and uh sean ross Sapp, the tweet that he did eight minutes before the return was i have changed my stance on it and i was like what is does that mean what i think it means then he goes i've just been told that they emptied out the back area yeah apparently there was a whole section that was just completely completely cut off from the rest of the building. Yeah, so Gorilla was emptied out. They've told everybody backstage, piss off. Um, yeah. And so yeah. Th these are the things, and it's like literally minutes before it happened, right? So you, I didn't even have mm -hmm. enough time to register personally that it was going to happen. Yeah. It was more, is, what, wait, no. And then, so, it, so, so even happy. the leaks happened. <laughs> so close to it happening that it didn't ruin a damn thing. Yeah. And look, best kept secret of the last 10 years, maybe, you know, like it was at a point where people were hoping for it. But I, again, as I said at the start of this, I genuinely don't think anyone actually expected it to happen. Well, and Triple H said during the press conference that it wasn't happening. It was not happening. Yeah. When everyone was talking about it happening, it was not happening. He said it did not yeah. happen until everyone start, stopped talking about it. That's when it started happening. Yeah. And by yeah. the sounds of it, there was no contract signed until today. Yeah, okay. Which is crazy. But like in saying to that, think you that could have had, like, if he hadn't have signed, if, they'd, if he'd gone, no, I don't agree to these terms, the show would have gone off the air and we still would have been happy. It was a great show. Yeah, because we would have had everything. We would have had the Randy Orton yeah. return. We would have had our truth return, the big one. Nobody would have been and, there. Um, yeah, everyone would have said, no, no. But this now throws everything, as I said at the top, everything into question. Yes. 
Questions for you. Let's, let's throw some out yeah. here. What does it do for the title picture? That's an interesting one, right? So there's clearly a... There is a story there to be told with Seth. Yeah. Like, months ago, Seth has publicly said, do not come to us. You're a cancer. We don't want you here. Yeah. And that interview alone has... Uh, fueled enough to build a program on, but you also get Seth's reaction tonight. There's a there's mm-hmm. a, there's a program there, right? But in saying that, you've also yeah. still got Priest with the money in the bank. So you do, and you've got LA Knight, and you've got Drew McIntyre, and you've got Shinsuke Nakamura. Well, this is the thing, and all of these guys. Yeah, this is the thing, right? So Seth is the obvious one sitting right in front of us but then you've also got to think who would benefit from a cm punk rub even a small run yeah and like genuinely you there could be a story there with la knight getting pissed that he wasn't on this show Mm -hmm. because the you know the biggest superstar on the roster right now and he wasn't on this show and cm punk gets to return on this show like no piss off i've worked my entire career to finally get this moment and you've taken this from me and you know so there's a run there um yeah the other one now this is my dream match you give austin a call (laughs) oh my lord can you imagine wrestlemania versus cm punk versus stone cold it's the big 40th 40th anniversary like you need yeah, it's the 40th anniversary. You you know that they're going to have Rock is going to be there in some form, Hogan's going to be there in some form, Austin's going to be there in some form. Yeah. Austin doesn't have many matches left in him. He had that dope match with um, Kevin, Kevin Owens. Owens, yeah, and yeah. So we know he can still go. Yep. Give it to us while we you can. And there's a story. Give it to us while you Look, can. Look, is there? <laughs> Like, we've hyped this story up in our own minds for so many years, but is it really just because one guy drinks and the other guy doesn't? <laughs> Look, it possibly is. That's essentially how they started that angle back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. was on an episode of Raw, uh, Austin offered Stone Cold, I mean, Austin offered uh, punk, a punk a drink. A drink, and he was like, no. And it was all <laughs> on from there. So, like... Yeah. Yeah. I want that match, um, but yeah, I don't know if we get it. I don't know if you get to bring someone as big as Punk back only to use him against an older guy on his way out, though. No, oh, he's already out, right? and that's the he's other not even side. On of his way out. Yeah, yeah, like, he's yeah, out. completely. He's gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So the other ir- like that ir- feels like a big nostalgia act too. The other irony is you have WrestleMania and you have a returning CM Punk come and take the main event where one of his biggest problems before he left was he had never main evented and Rock comes back and he gets main event straight away because he's the Rock. Like the irony yeah, of that So situation. now because he's CM Punk, he gets yep. it? Yeah. But then what happens? Does it, do we, does it, is it a four-way? Do we go back to WrestleMania 2000 and do we put... Roman, The Rock, 
Cody Rhodes and CM Punk God, in a no. four-way match. No, please don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's like there are so many things right now that are all going on at once. Yeah. Also, there's enough AEW guys on the WWE roster now. Do you do a fucking stable? <laughs> like, does Punk align himself with Cody? Yeah, align with Cody. As like, um, yeah, who else you got there? Um, 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 yeah, there's a few people there. It's just. There's so many things that get shifted because of this. There are so many things, there are so many questions that we have zero answers to at this point. Because whilst we all hoped and none of us thought, the next thing is what happens now. Because it's not just a matter of, oh, Sam Punk returned, woo, that's it. It's like, well, now where does he go? Where do you put him? What, what slot does he go into? He can't come out with a red bag. Like, although if he came out with the red Good. bag and had the AEW title in it, I would lose my mind. I would love, like, he doesn't even have to show the title. Just have him in a, coming out with a red bag and saying, I am an undefeated champion. Yeah, everyone wants me to go for one of the championships, but I still have one. It's right here in this bag. Yeah. Oh, he could throw it in the bin. He could throw it in the bin on his first day yeah, back. Just walk past a bin and throw a red bag in on his way in. Yeah. That'll be how Raw starts this week. I would lose it. Oh my god, that would be the actual coolest thing ever. I would lose my mind at that. Uh, I think it's giving too much attention to the competition, but yeah, I think I that's think, hilarious. Look, Maybe this is the thing, right? This week's Raw is going to rate through the roof. Like, yeah. you you have to put Punk on Raw this week. Not SmackDown. Don't make us wait till yeah. SmackDown. Like, all of these, no. you need to do this on Raw. Um, and He could open the show. Yeah, 100%. Um, but the thing is, it's only been, what, two months since he left AEW? There's no way you do anything without alluding to AEW. Like you can't ignore it. I don't think, I don't think you can ignore it. Um, I almost think this has to be treated as because you've got Punk who will willingly attack, but yeah. the signing in itself is an attack. So, lean in. Everything he's done from the moment he walked to the venue and signed the contract and walked through those curtains, everything has been an assault on AEW. Like whether they'll admit it or not, like this is this is a shot across the bow. bow. Like a hundred percent. Like this is this is so much more than because like obviously we were talking about it last week on a podcast you guys won't hear for a while <laughs> uh, about Osprey and how big Osprey's signing was yeah. and how much of a relevant like cultural difference like a shake-up of of the world of wrestling last week i have to tell you guys we were both pro aew this week after seeing that i have to tell you i'm right back on the i don't give a about it right now because what i want to see is i want to see what cm punk does tomorrow and that's the thing. That's what he does. That's why Collision was so big, because you wanted to see what CM Punk did every single week. He not only moves the needle, he changes the entire clock face. Is, he changes the entire thing. This is what I am going to say is, if anybody wants to hear that episode, I wouldn't have no problem with us putting out an unedited version of that episode just if anyone wants to hear it, let us know on socials. Uh, at DW. Yeah, I wasn't that drunk for that one. We can do that. 
I had not drunk as much as I had the previous episode, so I'm pretty okay with yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah d- tweet us at, at DWN under the ring um, and let us know. If yeah, let us it. know. We will put it up as well, yeah. but it, it's just not going to be today because obviously <laughs> we're going to work really hard on getting this one out there because to us this is the big news. Yeah, 100%. And like, this is huge for wrestling. Yeah, and it's the biggest. Like Signing Cody was the first shot first proper shot a wwe took at aew uh shine signing jade cargill was i wouldn't say as much a shot like it's not a it wasn't going to do damage to aew but it was like a spit in the face yeah it was like a ha look what we did but this yeah is essentially the second shot across the bow yeah and it's a big shot too. Like, is there a bigger shot? I don't think there is. Like, well, they've they've essentially in the last two years they have signed two of their biggest stars. Their two yeah. biggest stars. Yeah, at the time. and look, they've given them not that. All fairness to Edge, they've not given them their biggest stars back. No, like it, it has not been an even WWE to AEW changeover. No. I mean, look, I, I will say like. Uh, Adam Copeland, a big deal, but it's not yeah, huge. But deal. it's not culture shifting. No, it's not CM Punk after all of the trouble that happened, yeah. just yeah. showing up at Survivor Series. No. Like that is straight away a total difference. And even to the point of seeing what they did, if you look at their alternate returns, you know, Adam Copeland gets in the ring, hits a spear, hits a spear, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah comes out to a full fanfare all punk did was walk out yeah. and got the biggest reaction i've heard in years since the last one that he this came is out. the thing though like like yes we get that pop because it's chicago but i genuinely think if you'd done this in tropicana field in january you would have got the same pop if he had yep. come out during 100%. the rumble i don't yep well, they hedged their bets. They hedged their bets on Chicago, but you could have put him anywhere in the world. Next week, they're in Massachusetts. Sorry, tomorrow, they're in Massachusetts, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And it's going to be as loud oh, in that building. The episode of Raw starts off with CM Punk chants. It almost has to start. They almost can't do anything but put him on first because it will ruin the rest of the show. Because for the rest of the night, until he comes out, they're going to be chanting for him. 100%. It is culture shifting. That is that is the perfect way to say it. He says it. It's true. Yeah. It's there's no lie detected in him. Like he changes the way we look at wrestling. He changes the way that we enjoy wrestling. The moment CM Punk does anything, it's newsworthy. Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember when he was off, and like things like he would like cut his hair would make headlines. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, does that mean he's getting ready for a return? Yeah. You know, like, everything he does, does that. And it's been that way for years. Like, like even before he left, people still constantly spoke about him. I mean, there was that little independent show in Chicago about six years ago where uh, he ran in wearing a mask and a hoodie, did the GTS and ran out. Right, it was a tiny indie show. That got headlines, even though you didn't see his face, 
But he was wearing the um, violent gentleman hoodie, which he's known for wearing, you know. Yeah, no, and like, that's the thing is like he never once like there's not a single picture where you can see him no. as him visible at all in Apparently that. Apparently, as well, there was a show where he was under a mask as a druid. I heard that on the first episode of the Cultaholic yeah. thing. And yeah, I was just like, really? I can't remember hearing about that one, but apparently it made news because you could see his tattoos. And like, this is what I'm saying is, is that I guess what the point of this whole podcast is, and we'll wrap it up soon because like we'll gush about him for hours if we don't. Mm. But this is the thing is, is that CM Punk returning to WWE is the biggest news that we could possibly have hoped for leading up to WrestleMania season. Like, oh. from this point till WrestleMania, this is the most exciting time to be a wrestling fan. I tell you what, I have, I've been disappointed quietly about the fact that I don't have Elimination Chamber locked in for the last couple of weeks. After this, I'm legitimately willing to do almost anything to get to Perth. Yep, man, we're going to hang out because you're going to be here. We'll do a live podcast. That'd be sweet, that would be sweet in person. But this is the thing, right, is with Punk being on our shores. Like, it's going to happen now. Like, down the road down the road from your house, Shippy, CM Punk is going to be there. Yep, and that's what he does. Because you were like, we can't do it. We can't figure it out. It's not going to happen. Sorry, guys, but I won't be there for it. And now CM Punk's here. Yeah. And now I'm like, I, I have and to now be you're going to be here. I have to be in Perth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he does. That's what he does. And that's the, the whole takeaway from all of this is that now I have to tell you as well, as a point for my own self, I haven't been excited for WrestleMania season in maybe three years. Okay. I, I can't remember a time where I've actually gone, I'm so ready for WrestleMania season. So I think the last one... Oh, no... The last one I was excited for because it was the first um, non-Vince WrestleMania. And that's what I was excited for. I wanted to know what does a WrestleMania look like without Vince McMahon. And day one was great. This, <laughs> this is so different though. Like this is so different because this already, we're at Survivor Series and I am ready for WrestleMania. Yeah. Well, the, every, and that used to be how it was. Everything has changed since the last Mania. Like, Ma McMahon has nothing to do with the running of the show anymore. Uh, yeah. Doesn't even own the company anymore. Uh, yeah. He's looking to sell even more of his yeah, stock. Triple H is 100% in charge of creative. Um, we've got some of the best programming going into the season than we've ever had out of WWE in the last 15 to 20 years. And now we've got CM Punk back in WWE. Like, legitimately, this is an exciting time to be going into WrestleMania season. Um, and do you know the crazy thing is? We don't have a pay-per-view until January. It's crazy. Uh, so it's crazy. There's no WWE pay per view next month. Um, so we've just got Raw and SmackDown to build all this on. So our next few weeks of pro wrestling on WWE television is going to be good. Yeah, because they don't have to lean towards anything. They can just focus on telling the stories week to week. And it's going to be all good. And honestly, this whole punk thing, like, 
I know that things have changed steadily over the past few months mm-hmm. with the acquisition of WWE and Vince stepping down or being stood down and Triple H taking control and Nick Khan taking control and all of that stuff. But yesterday, things were different. Yes. And today, they are so different. Like, in one act, and that one act is CM Punk, is back in the WWE. This is... It literally changes everything. This is the moment that we will look back on and go, this was a shift in the direction of this company. And look, this is the point too. It either, this is the point of no return. It either goes to the freaking moon, which I think it will, Mm -hmm. or it flounders and he does something wrong, which I don't think will happen. Look, I've said it in the last few podcasts, anytime CM Punk has come up about bringing him in, is I really do hope that they treat him like an attraction. They don't have him as a weekly wrestling every week on the show i think you don't have him touring and doing house shows you legitimately give him the um brock lesnar deal where he comes unless he wants to do more you know but in saying that this is the thing i don't think he is capable of being around pro wrestling for extended periods of time without getting tired and grumpy and something going down. <laughs> so I almost so think we, it's a... Give him his bottle. Uh, yeah, I, I almost think it's a bring him in, do a program, make a hell of a lot of money, send him away for a little bit, and then every time he comes back, it's a moment. I mean, there's a part of me that would love to see him working with some of the younger guys and getting that same exposure he got at AEW, but then if that leads to where we are now, it's not worth it. Oh, exactly. And, and this is exactly what I'm saying. Is it need, I think it needs to be treating the guy like an attraction. I think that's what AEW should have done with him. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I'd love to see him up against someone like Chad Gable. Like, yeah. You know, like someone who you wouldn't put him under because all the people we spoke about are bona fide main eventers here. Yeah. But I'd love to see him get some of those like little matches that you wouldn't necessarily think he'd be a part of. Um, it, it, it does obviously come down to how much he's willing to give as well and what he's willing to do. But I think that this is all stuff that he would have already set in Here's stone. one thing I don't think is going to happen. I don't think it's Shinsuke. <laughs> no, like everyone's no, been talking about Shinsuke he's not the guy um, I do think the rumours might be true that they are signing Okada uh, that makes more sense to me um, I don't think as much as I love Shinsuke I think Shinsuke Nakamura is not high enough on the uh, card to be CM Punk's first rivalry if he beat Seth, yes. Yep. If Seth was already gone and he'd beat Seth for the belt, that is a banger oh, of a that, first rivalry. Yes, but he doesn't have the belt. And but his stock has dropped too yeah, low. Yeah, exactly. Like, he needs his stock to come back before we even attempt that. Unless it is just another feeder for him, and that sucks for Shinsuke. Yeah, exactly. So nobody wins in that situation. So I, I don't think it's no. Shinsuke at all. No. But where does he go from here? I want you to let us know as well in the comments. Hit us up on the socials. Where does CM Punk go? 
who is CM Punk's first opponent? Well, we want to hear that from you guys because, quite honestly, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, tell us as well like what, how you feel about Punk being back in WWE. The guy has mixed reactions and... I'd love to hear what people think. Like, are you happy to have him back? Do you think this is going to be a good run? Uh, or are you pissed that uh, he's been given a third chance? <laughs> I mean, look, we're going to put a poll up as well over on X. Yep. Is, is a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Is CM Punk coming back the best thing ever? Or is it a mistake? You let us know there. Let us know in the comments as well. Make sure you tell us about that as well. Um, I think that's pretty much it for here because we've covered over everything we need to cover. We're not going to do an Australian wrestling roundout this week. Please check out pwdownunder.com for all the Australian wrestling news we usually provide for you guys. But if you could go do that for us this week, that would be awesome. But first, while we're talking about news, let's talk about Pro Wrestling Down Under. Pro Wrestling Down Under is a fantastic source for Australian professional wrestling news and upcoming events, as well as all the latest top news from WWE and AEW. They offer some great exclusive content from interviews, opinion articles, and insights from some of the top Australian wrestlers to make it to the big promotions overseas. PW Down Under aims to be a source of information for people looking to get involved in Australian professional wrestling with events listing, training school bios, and news on the latest seminars across the country. So if you ever wanted to get involved in Australian wrestling, this is the place for you. Visit pwdownunder.com. That's pwdownunder.com. And, um, yeah, anything else? Any final notes there, Phil? Uh, nothing. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Raw this nothing? week, dude. And also oh, yeah. really interested to see what they do on Dynamite this week. Or do they just do nothing? Yeah. Is there a shot back? That's the question. What do they do this week? Do they make fun of Punk? What is it? Something feels like something will happen just because that they're, they're children. They're, they're, they're f- children, right? They're going to do something probably. Maybe they won't, but maybe they will. You, you know the Bucks have got to be pissed that they cancelled BTE this weekend. <laughs> oh yeah can you imagine if they didn't they probably did that on purpose though too because they would have been hounded for something yeah. this week like they would have had to have done something this week and that would have just caused them more trouble this could be why they cancelled yeah. it in a lot of ways so but yeah that's it for this week thank you so much for listening thank you so much for watching you're not watching because we don't have video yet we'll have it soon don't worry yeah, we're working, working on, on that it. One. I promise we're working on it and thank you so much for listening And as always, we'll see you for some clobbering time down under the ring.